You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a lineup locked live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It is, as always, Dane Martinez, although I'm doubling as Clark Kent today. And we have the Tony Sincata. Looks like Tony Sincata is a mix. Well, it's a surprise when we get to it, but he's doing a mix of superhero and wrestling hero. We'll get to him in a little bit. But we got four games in the NBA to get going with, and we also have the quarterback position that we're going to look at. But it has already been a busy day in the NFL when it comes to the trades. We're going to also talk a little bit about the impact of the trade in one of the biggest trade deadlines that we've seen in the NFL in a long time. You have Jay Ajayi going to the Eagles for a fourth round pick. It means you need to divest a little bit in LeGarrette Blunt. And on the Miami side, you know, it could be Kenyon Drank. It could be Damian William that are, are now in for big workloads for Miami. Not to be outdone, last night the Pats traded Jimmy Garoppolo to the 49ers. Listen, Kyle Shanahan hand finally gets his quarterback of choice that he wants I think uh, you know this is interesting the Pats get a second round pick when you think about San Francisco's that's going to be what like the 33rd 34th overall so very interesting the Pats still need to do something about their backup quarterback but I'm sure that is going to come before the Pats take the field again because they do remember have a bye this week and also you got to think about it Brian Hoyer was then released in a corresponding move he once was on the Patriots backing up Tom Brady. That could be a very interesting job for him. Also, the Seahawks got left tackle Dwayne Brown. I think that was a big get for them. Obviously, the Seahawks' offensive line has been an issue for a while. They now get a left tackle to protect Russell Wilson. And then in the late word, this is just in the last hour, the Carolina Panthers have traded Kelvin Benjamin to the Buffalo Bills for a couple of picks in next year's draft. I think it's going to be interesting. You know, I I don't think Kelvin Benjamin plays this Thursday in that Monday-Thursday slate or in any slates for this Thursday as the Bills take on the Jets. But moving forward, it could be very interesting. And I also think it could be very interesting for a guy like Devin Funches. Now, Funches is all of a sudden the number one wide receiver in Carolina. I got to tell you, he's probably going to be in some of my DFS lineups this week. Devin Funches on FanDuel, at least, going for only 6,100. Like I said, though, we have four games going on in the NBA today, then we're going to touch on those as well with the Tony Sincata. We have the Sacramento Kings facing off against the Indiana Pacers. We have the Phoenix Suns going in Brooklyn to take on the Nets. The Thunder going up against the Milwaukee Bucks and the Detroit Pistons and the Lakers. We got the Tony Sincata back. Tony, as it says with your John Cena headband, we have to never give up on this connection showing the superhero spirit for Halloween, huh, Tony? Yeah, a little Iron Man and John Cena, because there's people out there in the DFS industry that have lost money so far this year, and I want them to remind them there was a time in Joel Olstein's life where he had to go to the YMCA for to go swimming, and they didn't have a lot of money, and he never gave up. Joel Olstein kept working, kept taking your money, kept taking your donations, and now it's five swimming pools and eight fireplaces, so you don't ever give up. You could be Joel Olstein. 
Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tom Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We got a little thriller in the background. It is a Halloween edition. And Tony, I don't know if you heard us at the top. I know you were getting connected over there. But I was giving a quick reaction to some of the trades. I mean, Jay Ajayi, Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, the Seahawks boostering their offensive line, Kelvin Benjamin. What is your biggest takeaway? I mean, to me, the biggest things are with some of the people left on those teams specifically. I think... um, Devin Funches becomes a very interesting play in DFS because the prices are already set. Yeah, they're already set, but I think the Miami situation is going to be interesting, right? When you have two running backs now with Kenyon Drake right. and Damian Williams trying to figure out which one of those two guys will be there. So I like those opportunities as well uh, there. But Devin Funch is a guy, I think people have fallen on. His price has escalated. He's getting eight-plus targets. Now he might move up to double digits. So if this happened three or four weeks ago, it would have been more of a bargain. Fair enough. Let's dive real quick into those Dolphins running backs that are left standing. Between Drake and Williams, you know, I've been seeing a couple of reports out there today, you know, people speculating on how it's going to go. Do you agree that it might be Drake in early down work and then Damian Williams is the pass-catching back? Yeah, I think that's how it goes. But last year, remember, uh, we had a couple of uh, goal line uh, rushes for Damian Williams, too. So I think I'm going to gamble on the Damian Williams side of things. A lot of people out there, I think the majority of people believe that Kenyon Drake will be the guy to go. Uh, But I'm going to gamble a little bit, and I think it'll cost you a little less money. On Damon or Williams. All right, fair enough. And as we also have here on Halloween, we have four games in the association, Tony. We're going to dive into those games, get your plays from those, and then we're going to talk about some of the quarterbacks for Week 9 as we do it here on the Lineup Lock Live Show. We're really doing double duty in this beautiful couple of months where we have, you know, football is still fast and furious and a lot of energy around the start of the NBA season. So let's dive on in our first game. The Sacramento Kings are at Indiana. I love your post right there Tony Iron Man who is never giving up you cannot see Iron Man right there the Kings go to Indiana to take on the Pacers Tony the total in this game is 210 uh you know we got the Pacers five and a half point favorites you know maybe Zach Randolph may not go here for the Kings who do you like in um in Sacramento do you what do you think about the kid De'Aaron Fox the rookie in the backcourt yeah, he's a guy I, I, I like as a player. I'm not in love with him tonight. Uh, the lightest word I've got is that Zach Randolph is probable. So okay. he's looking more and more like he's going to end up playing in this game. I think when you look at De'Aaron Fox and you look at everything there, George Hill cuts into his time there. He's not a guy that's got there. I don't think I like anyone on the Sacramento side of this thing. 
I have a little leanance to Buddy Heald. He's a guy that could fire it up. And at that low price tonight, if we're trying to get in a four-game slate, I think it gets imperative to try to get the big studs that can go off and get you 67, 70 points because those guys on a four-game slate, there's not enough to go them around. So if only one guy goes off, you got to have him. So a guy like Buddy Heald, because of his low salary, I think comes into play tonight. Fair enough. And, yes, you have it. Buddy Heald is at 4,400. We've got a poll up, as we always do here on Twitter, at the Tony Sincata at Spittin' Speeds as well. Buddy Heald at 4,400 is only getting 19% of the vote. A lot of people like the other shooting guard in this game. 47% of the people are spending about $3,000 more for Victor Oladipo at 7700 with the Pacers. Do you like that play, or would you rather save the money on Heald so you can go with a guy like, say, Russell Westbrook in your backcourt as well? Yeah, in my lineup, I couldn't uh, pay up for all the depot. I had it right, so I, I think it's a good play. I think he's certainly a good play. Uh, but the two guys I like on the other side is Thaddeus Young. If Sabonis is out, we don't know if that's the situation there. Uh, but Thaddeus Young can be a play either way. Darren Carlson actually becomes one of the chief guards that you want to get in your lineup tonight. So Oladipo, yes, he's a good play. But if you have to sacrifice the possibility of getting an Antetokounmpo uh, into your lineup tonight or uh, any of those big players like Russell Westbrook, you can't do it. It's not worth the sacrifice of those players. All right, fair enough. And that game does tip in about 45 minutes. So if we get any update on Sabonis, we'll let you know throughout this show. Uh, Tony's saying that Thaddeus Young becomes a good, viable play right there if Sabonis is out. Let me ask you something. If Sabonis is in can you still ride with Thaddeus Young yeah you can you can absolutely still ride with him tonight I think with a four game selection if you were going to try to save some money at $5,200 on DraftKings and he's still cheap across the industry on the other sites I think he can absolutely be a play tonight in that game he's a guy that's one of those guys that go unheralded the team total is 117 tonight um, in the Brooklyn game so when you look at that Brooklyn game as a power forward, you don't have a lot of power forward options there with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, the Phoenix Suns playing of time goes back and forth. And the, the Brooklyn Suns, you got Trevor Booker, Rondis Hollis Jefferson, a lot of people be on them. So I don't like that one there too much. That I think Danny's Young absolutely falls into play. All right, fair enough. You were starting to reference this next game, which I wanted to ask you about, Tony. The Phoenix Suns come to Brooklyn to take on the Nets. They tip off at 7.30. The Vegas total for this game is 231. That is a high total. Both of these teams with very high pace of play, two of the fastest-paced teams in the league. You know, the Suns really up there. And then here's the other thing. You know, these teams don't play that much defense. You know, so I would be looking at maybe some of the Suns to get in there. I've got to figure, you got to figure that some of these guys like Devin, definitely Devin Booker has to be an elite play tonight, someone you might want to spend up for, no? Yeah, Booker is definitely a guy that's an elite play. And because of the way the slate is tonight, the four-game slate, in the center position has Andre Drummond and everybody else. If you want to fade Andre Drummond, Tyson Chandler comes into play. He's not a guy that I like on most occasions, uh, but tonight he comes into play uh, certainly in that game with a low, low price tag. Uh, you look at Drummond, and he's very good at getting rebounds. He's very good at around the basket. But covering other centers, they're 24th in the league, so – I think it's a great opportunity for Tyson Chandler. Marquise Chris, the only situation I have with him is playing time. Now, the changes in the coach has helped Marquise Chris get more minutes, and now he's getting more opportunity. At $4,700, he could come into play. 
But we've seen an 18, a 15, a 34, a 13, 21. No consistency there. But you mentioned how bad the defense is in this game. If you want to take a guy with significant upside, it's absolutely Marquise Chris. The other problem with Marquise Chris is he had an ankle sprain that he dealt with on Saturday. It's not that far from Saturday, so I don't know if he's 100% healthy. Fair enough. Marquise Chris at only 4,100 on DraftKings. Tyson Chandler also at only 4,100. You mentioned uh, your poll that we have up at the center position. And, you know, Tyson Chandler at 4,100, only getting 6% of the support. Everybody seems to be leaning towards Andre Drummond in this slate. But as you mentioned, Tony, the Nets play absolutely no defense, and I expect this game to be be going back and forth so let me ask you if you wind up and put like say Tyson Chandler in your lineup at 4100 and you also had say Buddy Heald in at 44 then would I be able to fit in Russell Westbrook and Giannis Antetokounmpo yeah yeah and in fact I'm playing tonight over at Fantasy Draft and I have the three highest priced guys in my lineup because there's enough value out there so you guys can absolutely do that tonight uh, just look around. We'll cover some of the cheap guys from you, and then we'll go from there. So you can absolutely pull it off. Fair enough. Let me ask you, Tony, about uh, D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell at 7,300 on DraftKings. But when I see this guy's usage rate and combine that yep. with the fact that the Phoenix Suns cannot defend the point guard position, I got to think Russell should be in some lineups tonight as well, huh? Absolutely. The only problem comes in, if you do Westbrook, you do Antetokounmpo, you try to get Drummond in, it's hard to get Russell in there. Uh, so if you didn't go with all of those guys and you went for a more balanced approach, D'Angelo Russell should find his way. Absolutely. You can make the argument, even with Westbrook on the slate and Antetokounmpo on the slate, and you take the salary, he's $4,000 less than those guys. He could take this, the argument that he's the number one player on tonight's slate. Overall, because, in fact, we are looking for value dollar for dollar. You can get D'Angelo Russell at the point guard position for 7300 much cheaper, you know, four or $5,000 cheaper than, say, Russell Westbrook at eleven two or Giannis Atenacumpo at 12500 Tony, the next game we want to talk about is the Oklahoma City Thunder. They go to Milwaukee to take on the Bucks, Tony, with a team like, you know, Oklahoma City, when you have these three guys in Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and Carmelo Anthony, these guys are all obviously all getting a ton of usage, a ton of shots. How can you tell? I mean, obviously, Russell has the ball in his hands more. So how can you tell between Paul George and Carmelo Anthony which guy is really a better value? Yeah, you know, what's crazy is Carmelo Anthony, though, he has been a guy that's not getting under the board. You have Steven Adams, who's a very good defensive player. Uh, so he's become more of a three-point shooter and staying outside the key. And that's going to limit his upside. He does have a 30, a 33, a 44, and a 35 and 37 the last five games. I think he tops off there. I think that's where he's going to average. I think he's really limited on upside there, but that's five times the value right now. All right, fair enough. When we come back here on Lineup Lock Live, Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata, also known as John Cena, Iron Man, and Clark Kent. When we come back, we're going to talk about the other side of this matchup. Giannis Atenacumpo, is there anybody else in Milwaukee that should be in your lineups? It's Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
Greg Sussman, your fantasy football BFF, and I'm here to tell you all about the Big Game Trivia Challenge, sponsored by DKMS. All you have to do is answer four questions in a row, right? And you win two tickets to the big game in Minnesota on February 4th. Make sure you're locked and loaded in the Fantasy Sports Radio Network so you always know when we're playing. The game only happens once a day, and the show changes. So make sure you listen and watch and play the Big Game Trivia Challenge, sponsored by DKMS, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're presented today and every day by DailyRoto.com. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata, also known as Clark Kent and Iron Man today. Hey, Tony, were those guys ever together, uh, like in the Justice League or DC? Were they both DC comic guys? I think they are, but I'm not, I'm not very good at that. But I'm pretty sure they are, and I think they, they don't like each other. Because I remember one of them, they were at a house, I thought, and Tony Stark didn't get along with the other guy. Ah, uh, I see. But, uh, you know, I don't know. You know, it, it's tough being – you know, everybody's got big egos when they become, you know, superheroes these days. It's true. Uh, we can't get no superheroes that, you know, are low-key. That would be – oh, low-key was a bad guy in those movies. Low-key was a bad guy. We have to stay away from superhero drama. Hey, Tony, we got word during the break, and this is why you listen to Lineup Lock Live, okay, because we're telling you everything right up to the minute before lineups lock. We have an update over there in Brooklyn. It sounds like Damari Carroll will, in fact, play tonight. Does that change any of your thoughts about the Brooklyn Nets? Uh, it makes him a viable option tonight, and uh, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson is still a viable option, but he would have been a must-have if Damari Carroll was out. You know, let me ask you a question. Have you ever done online dating? Uh, yeah, I used to swipe left, swipe right back in the day. It's so funny that women always want an honest man, right? And I tell them all the time, you know what? You want an honest man, but you need to practice what you preach because mm-hmm. I didn't tell your kids there was a Santa Claus. This is true. I mean, between Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, and don't forget about high heels, makeup, and push-up bras either when it comes to honesty with women. But I digress, Tony. We were talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. Outside of Giannis Atenokounmpo, who at this point has to be a play day in, day out, regardless, is there anywhere else you can go? What about, say, like the second-year point guard, Malcolm Brogdon? Yeah, Brogdon's a guy that you can look at uh, to absolutely play. Uh, his price in tonight's action on DraftKings is $5,600 under his FanDuel salary, so a little bit of a bargain over there. Uh, his usage rate at 18%, which is middle of the pack there, uh, only trails Chris Middleton besides Antetokounmpo in that offense. And if you wanted to take a shot and you needed a flyer to get some cheap salary in there and you didn't go uh, Tyson Chandler Drummond, I think John Henson's a guy uh, that's a lot of times unheralded that gets to come off the bench and then put up some decent uh, playing numbers that only $4,100 against this Lakers team, uh, which struggles with big men, can certainly come into play. All right, fair enough. The last game on the slate tonight, Tony, it is the Detroit Pistons, and they go to L.A. to take on the Lakers. Tip is at 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. Vegas has the total of this game at 2.08. The Lakers are uh, road, excuse me, they are home underdogs. It's the Pistons as a four-point favorite. Tony, when we start talking about the Lakers, I have to start with Lonzo Ball, right? Lonzo Ball has looked pretty good in his first couple of games. 
games. But my question is, Reggie Jackson and Avery Bradley on the other side of things, those seem to be guys who, A, can play some defense, and B, seem to be guys who might get a little jacked up, a la Patrick Beverly, about having to face a guy like Lonzo, maybe wanting to try to shut up his dad. Yeah, I don't get this, uh, to tell you the truth. If I look across the daily fantasy industry, there's people that like ball tonight, and I really don't understand. You mentioned the two good defenders that he's up against. And in comparison, he faced one with Patrick Beverly on opening night, and that didn't go well uh, that game. And his price is so much similar to D'Angelo Russell. So why would I go Alonzo Ball when the price is the same as D'Angelo Russell? I go with Russell there and play it that way. I think if you wanted some salary cap relief, especially on DraftKings, uh, Ken Talvis Caldwell Pope is a guy that you could get in this game. But with those games with the higher totals and these guys having similar price tags to a lot of the guys uh, in the other games, I'm probably laying off most of the Lakers here. In fact, I don't have a single Laker in my lineup tonight. I do have some on the other side of this contest. Okay, we're going to get to the other side of this contest in one second. Talk about Detroit. But, Tony, there is another Lakers rookie that I really, really like. I want to get your thoughts on him. You can get him for only 4700 on DraftKings today, and it is Kyle Kuzma. This kid, I believe he's out of Utah. He wasn't showing his long-range shooting ability in college, but this kid in, in the preseason, at least, was filling it up from behind the arc. What do you think about this kid's potential on a night-in, night-out basis? He's uh, $4,700 tonight on DraftKings, $4,900. So that gets him in play. But if you look at it, their front court is crowded, and they really haven't settled on a rotation. Uh, They're with Randall and Nance, and they, they change every night. And you look at it, he's in the mid-20s, so we're getting four or five times uh, is the peak value from Kuzma. I think they need to make a move. A guy like Julius Randle needs to be dealt, and mm-hmm. then, then we'd be all over this guy every single night. Uh, but with the three guys in that same position, that is a hindrance for all three. Okay, fair enough. On the Detroit side, you've already talked a little about Andre Drummond, and he is pulling away in our polls for the big men. You know, other guys on the Pistons that may be viable, when I look at the salary and the usage rate for a guy like Reggie Jackson, I got to think he could be involved in some lineups tonight. 27% usage rate. He's getting 31 fantasy points a game. Those sound good for $6,200 on DraftKings, Tone. There's two things I like here. I think Reggie Jackson is worth a gamble, but I also think his backcourt mate, the guy that backs him up, Ish Smith, if you mm. wanted to fill up your salaries there, Ish Smith gets enough playing time and can put up some fantasy points in a hurry. Uh, he's a guy, and if Reggie Jackson struggles at all, they just switch it over to Ish Smith in this game. Uh, going against Ball, I think both these guys could have some uh, definite, definite uh, love. I think Andre Drummond's far and away the best center tonight. I feel like they should start every team with him. And Tobias Harris tonight also is a guy that's in play. He never gets the love he deserves. They're 28th covering power forwards. He's a guy that could step back, shoot threes. I love this guy in Orlando. I don't know why they ever got rid of him. He should be about an $8,000 play. So I like him at 6700 on DraftKings and 6400 on DraftKings on over at FanDuel. And Tobias Harris with this Detroit in a game that is actually going to lack some defense 
even go there. Coming off a bad game, too. Harris only had 12 points in his last contest. You know, you bring up a good point. I was going to ask you about Tobias Harris because I remember him, you know, back in the day he was heavily recruited, was a blue-chip kind of prospect, and then toiled for years down there kind of in Orlando. Forgive me, I know I'm talking to a Floridian right now, but it seems like he kind of, like, vanished from the scene when he was down there in Orlando. I was wondering, Tony, like, how good is this guy? You know, could Tony... Could Tobias Harris on maybe another team really be a key cog on some kind of contending team? He seems like he has the right skill set, but is kind of languishing his career away in places like Detroit and Orlando. Yeah, he just needs some consistency in his game, right? 34 points, six three-pointers on uh, October 25th. Uh, then he falls it up with 14 fantasy points. Um, he has a 14 fantasy points on, on October 23rd. And then 10-21 uh, against the Knicks, 39 fantasy points. 10-18, 42 fantasy points. What happens to him is just like every other player, it seems like in today's basketball, he get, falls in love with the jump shot. He's got a big body. He can play down low. He can, he can rebound. He can shoot the three. He can do everything. Sometimes he falls in love with the jump shot. And when it's not hitting, we get these 14-point efforts. But absolutely, this guy's a stud. I like him better playing in Detroit, to tell you the truth, because – I think they rely on him from offensive perspective, where if he went to another team, he might just be another guy. I think the guy can absolutely play. Yeah, fair enough, especially when games get tight at the end. You are not relying on Andre Drummond because of what he does no, no. on the foul line. All right, Tony, so those are the four games in the association. Are you ready to make the people some money in their NBA DFS slates tonight? Hey, Tony, what is your DraftKings lineup? Let the people know so they can uh, you know, get some extra Halloween cash. Yeah, folks, here's my fantasy draft lineup. I don't have my draft game. Okay, fair enough. I'm still tinkering with it. And, and, and fantasy draft advantage, if you want to play head-to-head, they don't charge you any uh, any VIG there. So you play $5, you get $5. It's a no good deal. juice. Chris Middleton. Yeah, Chris Middleton, 11,900. We talked about usage rate on that team. He has the second highest to Antetokounmpo. Have Antetokounmpo in there, 23,100. A George Hill, 8,400 at point guard against Indiana. Ish Smith going with the backup there against the Lakers. He'll get 20-plus minutes and at $6,100, uh, which the minimum salary, 6000 on a fantasy draft, comes into play. Andre Drummond, 13500 Timothy Movsgov against Tyson Chandler in that game. Minimum salary. Going to put him in. Going to go Tyson Chandler and Russell Westbrook. So I have Westbrook. I have Antetokounmpo. I have Andre Drummond all in my lineup tonight. You can find enough cheap options here to do that. Fair enough. Some of those cheap options that we talked about were Buddy Heald potentially at the the shooting guard spot. We also talked briefly about Tyson Chandler at the center spot. Let me tell you what the people are saying so far, Tony. At point guard, 31% of the people in our poll are taking D'Angelo Russell. They like what you were saying with the discount you get over Russell Westbrook. You can save about $4,000 on DraftKings prices, 31% like D'Angelo. Angelo Russell, 29% going with the triple-double machine that is Russell Westbrook. Over at shooting guard, people are thinking about Victor Oladipo at 7,700. Tony, you said you liked that play as well, just didn't have enough money for it. Buddy Heald, an interesting bargain punt play at only 4,400. At small forward, it is the Greek freak, Giannis Atenacumpo, running away with it. Over 55% of the people that we polled agree that the Greek freak needs to be in your lineup. You're going to 
to have to pay for it, though, at 12500 At power forward, this is where it's interesting, Tony. We got 33% on Thaddeus Young at 5200 We still don't have any updates just yet on Sabonis, right? But as that comes before tip-off, we will get that to you. 33% on Thaddeus Young, 23% on Sabonis, and 26% on Hollis Jefferson in that matchup in Brooklyn. And then, like I said at center, everybody loves Andre Drummond. The second choice is John Henson at only 4,100. Tony, uh, do we have any word on Sabonis just yet? No, nothing yet in that one. We get any updates. We're going to switch it over to quarterbacks, but we'll give you any NBA updates that come in as far as injuries for the rest of the night. Absolutely. You know what it is. It is lineup lock live. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're in the holiday spirit as Iron Man with little John Cena. You can't see me mixed in it. And I'm Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Clark Kent. We're getting you the heroes lined up for your lineup in the association. But we turn our attention to the quarterbacks for Week 9, when we come back, it's Lineup Luck Live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're presented today and every day by DailyRoto.com. It is Iron Man and Clark Kent holding you down on a special Halloween edition of the show. Tony, we talked about the NBA with a four-game slate tonight, so we already gave out your lineup. We're going to keep our eye on some of the injuries with uh, Sabonis, but we're going to turn the page right now and look at the quarterbacks for Week 9 of the NFL season. I can't believe it is Week 9, Tony. The trading deadline went past. You know, we talked about that a little bit at the top of the show. Tony, did you hear that the Cleveland Browns had a deal for A.J. McCann? Karen, the backup in Cincinnati, but apparently in true Cleveland Brown fashion, they didn't get word into the league office by the 4 p.m. deadline, and so the deal will not go through and A.J. McCarron remains a Bengal? That doesn't baffle me at all. Like, if you, if someone told you that, right, one team didn't get it, everyone would say the Cleveland Browns, right? Everyone would guess that would be their guess. That's amazing to me, and it's interesting the Bengals would go ahead and trade A.J. McCarron and uh, let it go there. It looks like teams giving up on the back of quarterbacks, and that means, you can read into it this, that that quarterback class that we supposedly had coming out, Mm -hmm. people are not confident anymore. Yep, I completely agree with you. You see, especially a guy like Sam Darnold out there in USC has faded a little bit. Tony, I'm looking at the polls that we have up on Twitter at the Tony Sincata at Spittin' Speeds. And the first question you asked about the quarterbacks for Week 9 was the exact question I thought about when I saw this slate. You know, is it Deshaun Watson or anybody else? I'm reminded a couple of weeks ago, you 
you pose the same question about Matt Ryan going up against the what at that point I think was the last pat, worst pass defense in the NFL. You now have Deshaun Watson fresh off his game in Seattle, and now he gets the other end of the spectrum against the Indianapolis Colts. This sets up for monstrous passing yards and yards on the ground out of Deshaun Watson. I'm kind of surprised only 48% of the people are going with the young rookie. I thought he'd be more like 60-70% in this poll tone. Well, that tells you, though, it's still a strong indictment when you have 48% going one guy. Or the field. And 52, <laughs> yeah, or the field. So that's still a strong indicator of what they're. They're 29th in the league at allowing points to quarterbacks. Uh, Deshaun Watson's ate up everybody's played. He's $800 more than the second-highest-priced quarterback over in DraftKings, Russell Wilson, who takes on the Washington Redskins. Uh, it's a strong price. It's a strong indictment, I think, on this uh, fantasy slate. But I think, you know what, he's going to be owned to 30 40%. Yeah, I got to think so. He's, gonna, uh, he's currently my quarterback. My only question is, do I stack him with Fuller? Do I stack him with D-Hop? Or do I stack him with both? You mentioned the price difference of Deshaun Watson. Over on FanDuel, he is $1,100 more than the second-highest-priced quarterback. That is Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson, though, is not in the poll that you have, Tony, of, like, you know, quarterbacks who are not named Deshaun Watson. There, instead, you have Drew Brees at 7000 Dak Prescott at 6700 Alex Smith at 6500 and Cam Newton... Cam Newton going at 6,300. Got to ask you about Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott face, facing the Kansas City Chiefs, who, interestingly enough, are 30th in the league defensively, 29th against the pass. But they do have that one cornerback in Marcus Peters who can maybe, uh, you know, my theory about Des uh, Bryant against elite cornerbacks. But then again, Ezekiel Elliott with this cloud hanging over, do you think that if Zeke ultimately does not play, is suspended? after all the legal mumbo-jumbo that the Cowboys ask Dak Prescott to win this game with his arm? Yeah, I do. I really think that he moves up significantly in my mind without Ezekiel Elliott. Now, you could say he could go down because they have less scoring opportunities, and I could take that argument. And Des Bryant, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. I was talking about this on another show. I don't understand why Bryce Butler doesn't play more. I watched the Dallas mm-hmm. Cowboys play week in, week out. He looks like the most gifted athletic wide receiver on that team. He makes a big play, yet he only gets three targets in every game. Like, they have weapons there. I think Darren McFadden can still catch the ball out of the backfield. We've still seen Jason Witten. So there's enough there to basically take on there. And I think Deshaun Watson will throw the ball close to 40 times in this contest. Fair enough. Dak Prescott also, uh, you know, three rushing touchdowns, okay, which is actually high, you know, tops in the NFL. And I think that is underrated as well. People don't realize some of the rushing potential, and there may be some more of that if there's no Zeke Elliott. I could see some read option in the game plan if there is no Ezekiel Elliott. Let me ask you about Drew Brees, Tony. You know, I say there's three things we know about. It's death taxes and Drew Brees in the Dome. He's going at 7,000 facing this Tampa Bay Bucks defense, which is 23rd in the league against the pass. Tony, last week, Drew Brees had the Chicago Bears in the Dome, had a great game or a decent game, 299 yards, didn't, however, get into the end zone. I expect that to change big time. I think Drew Brees could be in for a big one this week against Tampa. You know what's crazy? Drew Brees' last two games at home 
11 fantasy points, 13 fantasy points. That just means he's doing my book, Tone. (laughs) And and in that, he has one touchdown in those two games combined. You look at this team, and Mark Ingram ran the heck out of the ball the last two games. Now, he had two big fumbles in the game last week against the Bears, so I'm real interested to see how they go out. Tampa's been absolutely brutal in the secondary. Everybody's lighting them up. I think it's a great opportunity for Drew Brees. I think he's a safe play uh, for people. I think at his price tag at $7,000, it's really a really nice price tag uh, for a guy that usually throws the ball, you know, 35-plus times. So I like Drew Brees there. I think if you look at Deshaun Watson and you're looking for an alternative, Drew Brees to me is the safest play. Fair enough. Drew Brees at 7000 If you don't want to pay the price for Deshaun Watson, who all of a sudden has become the most expensive quarterback on the board. We also discussed Dak Prescott, especially if there's no Ezekiel Elliott. Two of your other plays here, Tony, are Alex Smith at 6500 He's going to be going up against that Dallas secondary. I gotta believe, Tony, that Tyreek Hill can beat them deep and that Travis Kelsey can do work over the middle of the field. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I think Alex Smith is going to be a guy that won't be heavily owned. If you wanted a little bit of a contrarian play, I think he goes up up against that Dallas secondary. And we saw Tyreek Hill come off a game where he had uh, 38 yards receiving two catches. He threw an interception uh, for all you fantasy owners that got you negative two. Yeah, trust uh, me. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I think that he comes back, he exploits. We see it time and time again where they go out of their way to get a guy the ball there. The one thing that's interesting is how much Kareem Hunt has actually slowed down. Uh, first game for under 100 yards from right. line scrimmage there. But that Denver defense has been incredible against the run all season long. They have been stout. You know, Kareem Hunt under 100 scrimmage yards, but it's also like three games in a row for him with no touchdown, right, Tom? Uh, yeah, four games. And the Denver defense, though, not that not that impressive. Remember, there's a guy named Orleans Dakwa. <laughs> this is true. That was, I think, I, I'd throw out that game film personally. Let me ask you, you know, you put Cam Newton in the poll as well, Tony. Was this before or after the news of the Kelvin yeah, Benjamin trade? Okay, well, um, you know, do you want to temper expectations of Cam now without his number one wideout? I don't even know. You think he was his number one wideout? I, I think Funches was like, growing in his role, and McCaffrey yeah. is there out of the backfield. But I do think Kelvin Benjamin was the number one in Carolina, yes. They got a young kid that's going to get an opportunity to play, right? That's been waiting there. Out and of Ohio State, talking. Curtis Samuel? Yeah, Curtis Samuel is now going to get an opportunity to play, and they get a little more athletic there. So I, I, I want to see it. I think, you know, common wisdom is you play with a guy for three years – you get used to him, and absolutely there, and then you're going to put a rookie in. But that's obviously why this trade was made. They think Curtis Samuel's ready to go, and they got Devin Funches on the other side, Christian McCaffrey. They got a lot more athletic by releasing Calvin Benjamin to the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, fair enough. It's the same as, like, you know, the Saints traded away Adrian Peterson to kind of clear the way for Alvin Kamara. We could see similar things for, uh, you know, Samuel in Carolina. Let me ask you real quick, Tony, because you got another poll of some bargain basement quarterbacks here as well. So if people want to save money at the quarterback position here in week nine, we have some options. Blake Bortles at 4,700. Drew Stanton taking over for Palmer going up against that San Francisco defense, which has been lit up the last couple of weeks by Dallas and Philly. Drew Stanton going for 4,700. Eli Manning off the bye at 4,800. <laughs> Reports are that he's getting his uh, what will now be 
is number one wide receiver Sterling Shepard back. And then whoever plays for Denver, whether it is Trevor Simeon, whether it is Brock Osweiler, whether it is Paxton Lynch, which of these bargain basement quarterbacks can you make the best case for, Tone? I think, you know what, I like Drew Stanton because of all the weapons they have in Arizona. Like, those wide receivers are really good. If Andre Ellington comes back, I like the weaponry that he's got at his disposal there. And at times, he's been decent through the last three or four years when he's had an opportunity. This San Francisco team, they go out, they trade for quarterback, they're getting rid of other players. I think that there's an opportunity to seize them up there. Uh, Blake Bortles is interesting because Cincinnati's got a very good defense. Can they stop the run? And Blake Bortles uh, gets a couple deep on them. Uh, I think it's a possibility, but I don't love that play. Denver gets the 31st defense and allowing points to quarterbacks. So somebody's got to be in play there. I mean, I cannot believe how bad Trevor Simeon was in the first half last night. That was pitiful. Yeah, that was pitiful. I like the commentators thought that they were maybe going to make the change to Brock Osweiler in halftime. I mean, some of those passes were just completely missing the mark by a ton, but they stuck with them. And five turnovers later, what do you know? They are three and four. Hey, Tony, you know they started this DKMS contest for people who win tickets to the big game with Justin Timberlake performing at halftime. It sounds like today it started on Best Friends Forever. Nobody got past the second level of questions. When they give us that show, we start having people call in on Lineup Block Live. I think our fans would at least get to level three, huh? I watched that. It was very uh, not impressive for you people out there. Raise your game. Get ready to play. What I would do is I would practice at home. Get some, get your wife some flashcards and make sure you practice. Fair enough. That contest will continue here tomorrow on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network on On Target Fantasy. Tony, I got another quarterback. I want to bounce off you. We'll do that when we come back on Lineup Lock Live. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. Lonzo Ball has looked pretty good in his first couple of games. Reggie Jackson and Avery Bradley on the other side of things, those seem to be guys who, A, can play some defense, and B, seem to be guys who might get a little jacked up, a la Patrick Beverly, about having to face a guy like Lonzo, maybe wanting to try to shut up his dad. Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY.com slash radio. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We are presented today and every day by DailyRoto.com. It is a Halloween edition, though. So in for Dane and Tony, we have Iron Man and Clark Kent. Hey, Iron Man, is it hot inside that mask? Oh, yeah, it's really. I can't wait for uh, this show to be over, to tell you the truth. I'm going to drink a lot of hydrogen, two parts oxygen. And that's the key to life, folks. Always stay liquefied. No matter what you're going to do, you never want to be hydrated. You can't excel at anything when you're hydrated. Okay, fair enough. You can't excel when you're hydrated? No, you need to be hydrated. See, oh, okay. I got this goddamn mask on, and I'm, uh, I'm losing my mind fair right enough. now. I mean, it's, it's got, I got a headband to try to keep the sweat from uh, rusting my eyes out. 
It's that, that's it's got to be tough. It's got to be tough. It's got to be hard work being Iron Man. Let me ask you this, Tony. I uh, mentioned that I've got a quarterback for you at the bargain basement. I think I don't think you know where I'm going to go. I got to tell you the truth. No. You mentioned earlier about you like a quarterback that maybe does have some weaponry. What if I told you I got a quarterback that definitely has some weaponry and is facing a defense that is still, while improved, in the bottom half of the league and is going to be indoors, which I I like. I'm talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tony. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't think Jameis Winston goes this week going up against that Saints defense, which while improved is still 17th in the league. You know Ryan Fitzpatrick will chuck it up and give guys like Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans a chance. Can I read the face that you're making underneath that mask? What do you think? Could it be time for some Fitz magic in week nine? You know what? It's not a bad play, especially like if the Saints score, he could have to throw the ball. He has to keep up with him, right? Right, yeah. So I think this play actually is a good play. And I think it's very good foresight from uh, Dane Martinez. People, give it up for Dane. And if you if you play season long too, and you got a bye week quarterback, this happens. This guy right here could be a play for you yeah. for one week. Get him in there against the Saints in a dome. With we talked about weapons, what's better than Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, Cameron Brait, O.J. Mm-hmm. Howard? That's some good weapons right there. Yep, absolutely. I'm telling you, if you need to save a little bit of money, the reports that I'm getting seem like, you know, Jameis is really struggling with that shoulder. He's been turning the ball over a lot lately anyway. I think it could be a little bit of time for Fitzmagic in that controlled environment in the dome. You got six teams on by. I'm okay going up against that Saints defense. And like you mentioned, Tony, because you got to figure that Drew Brees and the Saints would put up points on the other side. That means the game flow is going to be Fitzmagic in my opinion opinion throwing the ball 40 plus times hey tony i told i heard uh, on the commercial you were uh speculating about your boy kirk cousins how now after this garoppolo trade that shanahan finally has his quarterback in san francisco and you think kirk cousins may be going down to your neck of the woods it sounds like you know because he's not going to get franchised you know for the third time i happen to think though that the starting quarterback for the jacksonville jaguars next year will be someone else who could be available on the market. What do you think about a guy like Alex Smith going down there? You know Tom Coughlin and Doug Marone want a quarterback there that will take care of the ball. And I saw last night Alex Smith still has yet to throw a pick this year. Yeah, both those guys there. I did a little research. The Jacksonville Jaguars would have to uh, they're gonna have to do a little maneuvering to get one of those guys in. Marquise Lee would be a guy that's gonna actually be uh, a guy that'll be jettisoned. Got to think of Ivory Alan, as well, right? Alan Hearns would be a guy that would be out. Alan Hearns has a big uh, escalating contract next year there, and Blake Bortles saves them a lot of money there. So those three guys gone. Uh, would uh, put D.D. Westbrook back there, mm-hmm. Allen Robinson, if they keep him there. So you'd have two good wide receivers with one of those quarterbacks. Fair enough. The Jacksonville Jaguars are trending in a very eminently winnable division. So we shall see what happens in the short, medium, and long term. I can tell you in the short term, it'll be Dane and Tony back here as our regular egos, not the alter egos of today. Happy Halloween, Tony. We're going to do the NBA games and running backs tomorrow for Week 9. Happy Halloween, Iron Man.